Hello, I'm Jessica Benoist Young, and this is Best Line, Worst Line. You're listening to part two of our round two of our Mel Brooks Summer Tournament. Our first part of the second round focused on the movie Men in Tights, and this episode focuses on Spaceballs. So you may hear us talk about Men in Tights a little bit because both movies were originally recorded in the same discussion with our awesome guest, Devin Hickey, from the podcast In Devo Veritas. Thanks so much for listening. Enjoy. I, you know, we were talking about this, like I, Jessica was like, I'm so nervous to watch this. And I was like, I'm nervous to watch it because I remember thinking it was funny, but like, in the context mm-hmm. of my brothers would watch it all the time. And we would just say, you know, this was not, or Men and Times was certainly not one that was quoted around my house all the time. I don't think we ever watched it as a family. Mm-hmm. Whereas Spaceballs, all the time, like all mm-hmm. the time, I like half the lines I wrote down were because we would just use them. As I said, Druish Princess was one. My Schwartz is as big as yours. Like that line was iconic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, like, the I, also the use of Schwartz in that is just so funny. Um, and, like, this one is, you know, so many Jewish jokes. Um, the, uh, my father's brother's... I am your father's brother's nephew's cousin's former roommate. What's that make us? Absolutely nothing. What does that oh, make yeah, us? Yeah, yeah. Absolutely nothing. The amount of times yeah. I've used that line and I always add things to it. I always like I always yeah. think there's like a best friend, sister, or something like that. Mm-hmm. And I think the um the writing I think becomes apparent right in the opening yes. call. Uh, it's so very, smart. Very, and then very, you get very the, far away. <laughs> and then the uh, the line that I wrote from just as a keynote is unbeknownst to the princess, to but notes to us, danger lurks to the I stars above. Too. And I just so good. Yeah. And it's chapter eleven, which which yes. at the time that this movie came Bankruptcy. out, not that funny. I mean, funny, but not as yeah. funny as it is now that we are going to have twelve of these freaking things. We're making three more. Yes. <sighs> Where have you been? And, and the. Uh, Part of why this was so important, especially to my my youth, my generation, and boy, like I said, boys eight to sixteen, you know, because you know there was a time where there was no more yeah. Star Wars, you know, uh, like so that was it. Like this is as close as we to, got exactly. to Star Wars after Star Wars. Now I do and, want to uh, mention before so we jump into this, this um, this script, this movie, the the script, and then the finished product. 110% George Lucas stamp of approval. Yeah. He he yeah. loved and this. The, and he lead I mean and I think some of the best the merchandising Absolutely. all of that was because George Lucas did, and I love how Mel Brooks used said, any of the constraints. Your dolls would look like my dolls. Dolls. So yeah. dolls or your action <laughs> figures, action figures, but the oh the dolls scene. And then the <gasps> yeah, the oh well, that was and, and that the, was just um, ad libbed on the spot, apparently. Apparently, and it and it it's it was we'll not talk in the script. Forever about Darth <sighs> Rick Moranis and and Darth Rick Darth Moranis, Helmet. returning champion. Um, yeah, he's a returning he, uh, champion because he came back in the he was in the tournament last year with Nora Ephron. Yes, he was with My uh, Blue Heaven. Oh, yeah, really? he's in My Blue Heaven. <gasps> because I thought he'd retired. But uh, he was so good. Yeah, and there's there's so much good in this. The script is so good. There's the writing is so smart. Really? I think the jokes are 
by and large universal like the things that i like i didn't even i didn't get the jewish princess because i the, i wouldn't have known so like the whole you know planet juridia and all that and then when barf says funny she doesn't look jewish <laughs> i that would have just passed right over my head as a kid i just wouldn't have gotten it so it didn't it just didn't register but i understand how that's probably way more important oh, to you, it's Melanie, such you a know. like i mean like there's so many like oh you don't like i mean i look jewish like i think i have jewish attributes my like when i grew when we were growing up we were in um a theater group and there were three of us all the same age me katie and eve were all the same age we all like had they're all jewish all looked very similar <laughs> like all three of us like exactly the same height same coloring like i I was there. I can attest. Yeah. They looked like three little triplets. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so like the, so there is that like, oh, you don't look Jewish is like a very, like that would be something. So it's like, oh, she doesn't look Jewish is a joke that lands very much. so. And like okay. so many of those jokes I think are just, you know, it's just so smart. Like it's so, so smart. Mm -hmm. I mean, the, like even in the beginning where it's the, uh, there's so many things. Like I wrote down so much of this movie. Um, what's the matter? I, I just love that yeah, the ship. Me too. Two is, pages. The ship goes on and on. The crawl, yeah. And on yeah. to the point where you kind of like are, you go to like do something else and then you look back at the screen and it's still going. And just like the random shapes that are like added on to this thing is like so, it's such a good reference, such a good reference mm -hmm. to Star Wars. And those mm -hmm. shots and it's so funny and it just it's like it almost goes on too too long and then it goes on a bit longer and then it's like okay that's hysterical yes <laughs> yes yes and, and pizza pizza the hut <laughs> okay that's a little Tra traumatized that's a little low hanging but it worked like he 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 sells it like he takes it that far like he he just it's low hanging. It's expected, but once you see it, you're like, "Well, he had to do it." Like, how do you not make the absurdity the joke, of it? The hut? And then I was like, "Gross!" But the joke is funny, right? And I, yes. I did this like um, right before I did my Friday night um, homemade pizza, and I was messaging Devin, and I was like, "It was just a little my my homemade pizza was just a little bit different this week because mm -hmm. because when he starts eating him, and there's like dripping and so no, no. no. Mm -hmm. but then I was like, you know what? Jabba the Hutt's really gross too. So like, yes. I, it's not like pizza is any grosser right. than Jabba. Yeah, no, There's exactly. There's so many like little reference jokes of like that are of the time, but are still like pizza the Hut is a funny joke. No, what's churning and yeah. bubbling on this? You call that a radar screen? No, sir. We call it Mr. Coffee. Mr. Like, Coffee. So yes. Mr. Coffee, Mr. Radar, Colonel, Colonel Sanders. Sanders. Oh, what's the okay. matter, Colonel Sanders? Chicken. Chicken. It's right uh, there. So you many... know it's coming, and they do it. So many and little things. Snotty beamed yes. me down. Snotty, snotty yeah. beamed me twice last night. Twice, and it was wonderful. <laughs> the uh, commanderette, and she's commanderette, right? Like, so there's these little touches to it that's that's just so good. Like even at the start with the wedding. And uh, Roland is like, all right, everyone, starting on the left foot. Daddy, that's your right foot. Keep Too going. Late, keep going. <laughs> I think, as you said, you're like, this minister is better. Like, the, his line read on, you're here, to oh. the daughter of King Roland, going right past the altar, headed down the right. yeah. Out the door. So, like, sports yeah. announcer, yeah. that moment. Yes. It's so, 
so funny. The whole the whole um Dick Van Patten's whole car monologue. Fantastic. <laughs> I, I didn't write the whole thing down. I got it for a yeah, very like, good price. He's like, it's a brand new, or Mercedes, 2001 or 2003 Mercedes something, yes. blah, 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 like a leather interior. I got it for a very good price. <laughs> so funny. And, and if you can at all, save the car. <laughs> <laughs> um, the um, Speaking of like the visual gags, you said earlier the, the, the one on the not Death Star, whatever the their ship is the, the space ball i don't they know if they have a name yeah. for the ship Spaceball space one okay. it's called um, space so there's ball that one, one on yeah. the, but the one on the back of the winnebago i love uranus i love uranus yeah great so <laughs> funny so funny yeah the visual gags are uh, yeah. i thought they were a lot better in this one as well like you know uh the self-destruct button don't don't, don't press this really, on the us really really, really <laughs> and then you know no unauthorized or authorized personnel <laughs> You know, it's just, it's another it. one that we said, I think all, I think we thought this was like the funniest line. My brothers and I, they must have hyper jets on that thing. And what do we have on ours? What do we have on this? A What do we have on ours? A Cuisinart was quoted yes. constantly in my house. <laughs> Ludicrous speed. My family loved that. I found this out today as I was just like doing some research of space balls. I guess like there are, you know, different speeds on Teslas. I am not a Tesla person, but Elon Musk okay. apparently must be a Spaceballs fan because they named their like modes ludicrous mode and plaid mode. Oh, after the plaid mode. Plaid. Oh. Oh, the, the plaid. plaid. I, also, yeah, the gag one. of the, I mean, there's, this is where I think Mel Brooks like excels is the like very self-referential. We know we're in a movie. Like, I mean, you see this like, yeah, 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 yeah. at the end of Blazing Saddles when they like tear down the, the brawl ends up tearing down all the sets. The, yeah. we're, how, how could there be a cassette of space balls? We're still making yeah. it. What the hell am I looking at? When does this happen in the movie? Now. You're looking at now, sir. Everything that happens now is happening now. What happened to then? Past then. When? Just now. We're at now, now. Go back to then. When? Now. Now? Now. I can't. Why? We missed it. When? Just now. When will then be now? Soon. Yeah, that whole, and the, the way they just go boom, 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 boom. Perfect. Like, uh, and Rick Moranis, you know, and he's doing the whole thing as, and I loved his sort of uh, small man, Napoleon yes. Bonaparte, uh, Darth Helmet, Darth Helmet, Darth Helmet. And I forget, Helmet. like, until that scene with the dolls, I have it in my head that like somebody else is doing the voice when the helmet is down, mm. just like Darth mm -hmm. Vader, you know, like somebody is doing the low voice and he, and then to get the contrast of like Rick Moranis's sort of like more high pitched yeah. hysterical voice. But then when he's doing the dolls and he's going back and forth between them, I'm like, oh, oh no, he's somehow producing that like super low voice, the the dark hel the dark helmet voice. Um right. mm -hmm. and, which is amazing. I would never have expected that from him. No. <laughs> and uh, then when they're when they get to the 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 visual gag of when they get to the desert planet and he has like a big pith helmet, it's a different helmet. <laughs> It's like yes, a it's a, another big yeah. helmet. Yes. Oh my gosh. Um, I also love the um, major asshole bit. Like that. That is oh. one of my best lines. It's, it's <sighs> perfect. It, it and is. How many assholes uh, we yeah. got on this ship anyway? 
and they all I'm surrounded by assholes delivered <laughs> perfectly also I love I just love Rick Moranis as the villain because he is amazing. so amazing nerdy and like he plays the like nerdy guy small nerdy guy like that's his what he is known as for most things I mean Seymour um and then like him mm-hmm. as the him as the villain or one of the villains because obviously you have Mel Brooks as the president president yeah um so it's it's just so 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 funny I'm like there's so many very very smart gags in this movie uh-huh. that just are oh, like i mean i could talk about a lot of them michael winslow i lost the bleeps i lost the sweeps <laughs> i lost the creeps another one that we would say so many yeah, times when they're um when they are like in the desert and like a blazing sun nice dissolve again very self-referential nice dissolve nice. And, and when they're like yeah. are we being when they say comb the desert and they're out yes. there with the cups. Are we being, Are we too, being literal? too literal? I love that. It was like That's so right. self-aware. So, so self-aware. <laughs> um, I love the weather. Like, and and it's a calm, and then it's a calm, and then it's a pick, and they're like, you find anything? We ain't found shit! <laughs> and fun, fun fact, and that was, this was a whole thing that, like, a friend and I and, uh, you know, I got to come clean here to my mother if she's listening. We had recorded a bunch of these scenes, the asshole scene and the we ain't found shit scene on a cassette tape. And I had hidden it because I was so young that this language was not appropriate. And my mom found it. And she played it one day years later. And she's like, who is that? I was like, I, I have no know. idea. So that that was a, and a fun fact for this for any Star Trek fans is the guy who says we ain't found shit is a young Tim Russ, who was Tuvok in Star Trek Voyager. Yeah. So, that, I, and I love just his whole, he's so over, <laughs> over this whole thing. Yeah. Right. It's just like, really? You know, uh, it, it, it was perfect. And what a perfect line delivery, you know, uh, line totally. I am um, the, I mean, there's so many like rule of three comedy bits here too. Like such good, like you have that, the, the two big combs and then the, the pick you have the, um, when they're walking in the desert, you have water, water. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oil. Oil. oil room service room, room, service. room like, service it's so funny um i love when they get to another fun jewish joke it's just like plopped in here it looks like the temple of doom sure ain't temple beth israel like <laughs> and uh joan rivers yeah, yeah we didn't oh, talk about her great. very much so good i do i do love in that scene when they're fighting and and he, he's like Oh, the flushed cheeks, the the something lips. You are ugly when you're angry. <laughs> I just, I don't know. I love that. Like you don't expect and then it. Steps you in. don't expect it he's at like all. Full humans. Yeah. Because and you're waiting to hear. Oh, you're pretty when you're angry. And he's like, you are ugly mm-hmm. when you're angry. <laughs> the the way that Bill Bill Pullman again, returning champion, captures yes. the like suave arrogance of Han Solo is so good. I. I, and that was one of the things that, like, I said to you. I was like, I don't know why Spaceballs wasn't, like, a bigger thing for me. Because I am obsessed mm-hmm. with, with Bill Pullman. Pullman. And I mm-hmm. am obsessed with Bill Pullman in this movie. That mm-hmm. campfire scene, like, oh, mm-hmm. I, th- we know exactly, like, there's not really all that much 
funny going on in like they have a, an honest to goodness romantic scene at the campfire what? in the desert. Yeah. And the way Actual he's looking at her, I was like, yeah, like every single romantic comedy per, like person who could have cast him was looking at this scene going, yep. okay, yep, here we go. Yeah. You're going to be in everything <laughs> because he is so adorably sexy and i guess originally yeah. mel brooks was trying to get like tom cruise or yeah. some other big action and he, he and ann bancroft just saw bill pullman in a plate this is his third credit this is basically his first wow. starring role. because this they movie wanted- made bill pullman he has my best line spoiler alert i think he has <laughs> the one, one of mine the one too. that i chose yeah. yeah once they got rick moranis and john candy they're like okay we'll we don't mm-hmm. need the same gravitas necessarily in this main role because we have recognition in the comedy here. So right. Bill Pullman's great. He's so yeah. good. Mm-hmm. Um, a, this is not a Bill Pullman line, but another line. I'm just like looking at my notes right now. So we're just like talking about like the bits that we found funny. Um, you know, there's so much in this that like, I remember the lines from being a kid that like just stick out the like Schwartz is a big mind. The, what do you, what do we have here? Please and art. But I'd never heard this joke before until today um, because I'm an adult and I know what, I know literature now, but when the ship is transforming into the vacuum cleaner, um, we're beginning the metamorphosis, sir. Good. Get on with it. Ready, Kafka? Uh, I don't think I ever would have caught that. Yeah, yeah. I didn't get that I, one. I, mean, I was just like, this no. is, like, it's so, those are my favorite types of jokes where it's like, it's for very few people. I mean, maybe not yeah. very few. It's for people who are like attuned to it and gonna get it. And yeah. they're like, oh, that's funny. Um, it's like there's a lot. There's a joke in season one of Ted Lasso where Roy says to Ted, "Cheers," and Ch- and Ted responds with "Night Court." And I'm like, funniest joke. <laughs> like, oh yeah. Cheers, Night Court. Funniest joke yeah. in the show. Um, because it's just like, oh, that's so niche. But if you get it, it's so funny. And the lady goes, who yeah. thought of that? I mean, who thought of Kafka in this? And Mel Brooks. There's like there's a lot of stuff that I didn't get till I was older yeah. too, because you know, like Dot says, we all know that Prince Valium is a pill, <laughs> yeah. but you could have married him for your father's sake and had a headache for the next twenty five yeah. years. Like there's just, I wouldn't have gotten that as when I was younger. No, um, who are you know? Thanks for calling and not reversing yeah. the charges. You know, you could tell Mel Brooks had a very particular. Um, what he thought of pre- the presidency at the time <laughs> with his, yeah. you know, president screw. I mean, I think I liked, um, who are you barf? Not in here. This is a Mercedes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think like, what's, what works about this movie for me, as opposed to men in tights is I think, I think it is like, you know, there are the low hanging fruit jokes. There are the jokes that are very easy but there are also the nuanced ones and like the very, very clever. And even the ones that are easy are a, are nuanced, you know? So it's just very, like, very, very smart. Oh, the, the whole Vulcan yeah. neck pinch. So funny. You know, I loved that. It, <laughs> so smart. Like, you know, you we, we, and my friends and I did that. The Vulcan yeah. neck pinch? No, 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 stupid. You've got it much too high. It's down here like this. It's down here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thank <laughs> down you. Down he goes. <laughs> And then uh, Stephen Tobolowski, uh, Ned Ryerson, who catches the stunt doubles, so right? Uh, great joke. You got the stunt doubles oh. again. So self-referential. Yeah. And yeah. Oh, my God. There. Did you guys catch Brenda Strong? Brenda no. Strong. She's, 
She's, she's in the, the film? She's the nurse for the plastic surgeon. No. Yes. I, was, I had to, I did a double take and then she really? like runs off and I was like, hold on. And I went back 30 seconds and they do like this very quick, like not even a close up, but like, um, you know, they kind of go in towards her and the surgeon just a little bit. And then they pull back to mm-hmm. the whole scene as they run mm-hmm. away. And I was like, that is Brenda strong. Really? And then I looked it up and yep. There's Brenda wow. Strong, and I, I was like, holy crap, I never noticed that before. No, I did not no. either. Yeah, so, okay, let's get in. I mean, we again, talking about so many of our best bits and lines. Devin, what are your best lines? Oh, goodness. Um, one, and this one I, I kind of felt was just sort of universal, and I was just kind of thinking, because Vespa, Daphne Zuniga, she plays this character so well, and, and this character has a whole transformation basically her and lone star are the two characters that kind of transform throughout the film which is fine but like that she plays that spoiled princess you know perfectly and her line at the bit at the start uh, is one of my favorite hey i don't have to put up with this i'm rich i love that i thought i thought that was great um i liked uh i'm a mog half man half dog i'm my own best friend you know like Another great line, um, but the one I settled on, and, uh, or just look at it, we, you know, we ain't found shit. Uh, <laughs> did you see anything? No, sir, I didn't see you playing with your dolls again. Yes. There's so, so much, so much good thing. Yeah, the, the whole one, two, three, four, five scene, one, like, two. you just, like, the whole, the whole thing. But the one that I chose, and it was a Bill Pullman line, and I chose it because not only the, the line, I think, is so well-written and so smart, but his delivery and what he does after he delivers the line was just perfect. But he goes, helmet. So at last we meet for the first time for the last yes. time. Yes. I yeah. almost and he just does that the, one. He does that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love that line. I wrote that one down too. That was not ultimately what I chose, but it was definitely one of, it was definitely up there. Um, One of mine. So I mentioned the assholes. That was one of my best lines. How many assholes we got on this ship anyway? And they're all like, hey I don't know what noise they make. They're like, oh, I don't know. They make a yeah. noise. They don't say a word. They just make a noise. Yeah. And then he's like, I knew it. I'm surrounded by assholes. I loved that. Here's my Bill Pullman line. Again, it's not necessarily that the line is all that spectacular, but the way that he says it, when when they're like, they've got to get the they gotta get a million space bucks to pay mm, Pizza yeah. the Hut. And yeah. The king says, you're the closest, you're basically, you're, you're close. You're the closest people to my daughter. So go rescue her and I'll pay you a million space bucks. And he's like, are we really going to, Barf is like, are we really going to risk our lives for this princess for just some money? And he goes, we're not just doing this for the money. We're doing this for a shitload of money. Yeah. (laughs) And his face and just the, oh God, it's so perfect. And I love that because like, honestly, He's real. We're really boiling down the entire character of Han Solo yes. in that movie, in the first mm-hmm. movie, in the first Star Wars movie, really, mm-hmm. really well to that one. You know, he's he's a conglomeration of a lot of, yeah, not just Star Wars characters, but sci-fi characters, right? Because yes. he ends up being a prince and and all this, mm-hmm. which is not something that happens in in Star Wars at all. Um, well, Luke uh, so being, I mean, Luke does end up being a prince and he i mean i don't think there's that kind of royalty though like at princess that point leia? 
But I don't know why she's a princess. Because their mom. Why do they call her princess? Because their mom was Queen Amidala. But nobody knows that. Yeah, I I think it was because of the 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 family that adopted her was a royal family. But they're called senators. Yeah, which is I I don't know why the whole princess thing with Leia. The royalty thing gets very confused to me. Mm -hmm. Um, when when we actually see like the the scope of the senate in the mm-hmm. let's not turn this into a star wars podcast right. um <laughs> uh, we, we don't need to break down the logic of star wars but but i never i've never considered luke royalty by any mm-hmm. means even though yes his oh. mother was a queen but like that that um that structure is not there in any form when those movies take place like they're mm-hmm. it's all just the empire mm-hmm. um anyway so there's just kind of a bit and it is again it's like so self-referential i had to say that this was just i think one of the most genius parts of the movie and then again we're touching we're you know dipping our toes into the star wars water a lot here obviously because this is the source material but like the merchandise the entire concept of the merchandising yeah, and the flame knowing thrower. what I know as an adult, like a love George Lucas love what he, that he set his like, you know, it, it, he had a life goal. He made these stories. He just did it and he did it in his way. And he, he just did it. We can pick apart every single George Lucas movie as much or as little as we want i choose as little because they're great movies they're very entertaining to watch and that's what he wanted to do and he also wanted to sell a shit ton of merchandise and and when i as an adult have heard people say like oh you know star wars was just made for the toys i'm like yeah yeah and you can just see that there was so many things that like it was like, well, we got to have an action figure of this. We got to have an action figure of that. We've got to have, you know, and then just to see, like, obviously the studios would very much support him in that and make a lot of money as well. And I just think that whole, that A, that Mel Brooks was like, I can't believe he's so, like, wrapped up in this and decided to make fun of it. And then that George Lucas thought that was funny. <laughs> He's like, that's just just like the idea that George Lucas can poke fun at himself. Like, I think that there are some people who have this very certain idea of like what or who George Lucas is. Mm -hmm. And, and I really don't think he is this. I don't think he is what a lot of people would make him out to be. I think he's probably a really cool dude. (laughs) I think he's a cool dude. I think he was like, I have these ideas. I just want to see some fun movies, genre movies get made. And I want to see kids enjoy them. I want to see kids playing with the action figures and this guy making fun of me. That that's really funny stuff. Like how cool is that? That's cool. Not only that, but the gag that it continues for the rest of the movie with the merchandise, you know, space balls, the sheets, and then there's, the placemat, baseball's the placemat. And yes, I love, the right, there, I mean, like, one of the things that killed me so much the first time I saw this movie, when he's like, Spaceballs, he's going through it, he's like, Spaceballs, the breakfast cereal. Spaceballs, the flamethrower. The kids, kids love, love that this one. one. 
<laughs> and I just love the idea that his name is Yogurt. Perfect. Yeah. Right there. Right there. I mean, you could just imagine that so many little so kids. Simple. So many little kids came out of Empire Strikes Back going Yogurt. Yogurt. Mm. Loved Yogurt. Like, it's Yoda. And, it's and, Yogurt. You know, <laughs> back to the writing, just the simple jokes where they're like, Yogurt the Magnificent, yeah. Yogurt the Wise. And he's like, I'm just playing don't, Yogurt. Please, you please know, just, don't make a fuss. I'm just playing yeah. Yogurt. I hate just, Yogurt. Even yeah. with strawberries. <laughs> yeah. um, I, so, Jess, was your best line than the merchandising line? I'd say my best line is the assholes line. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, but my favorite bit, and and I mean, I think we have to kind of include that in Mel Brooks because, yeah. it's, because I mean, we're talking about at least half the humor of these movies, especially these two it's movies, the spoof movies, it's is the bits, yeah. the bits or, or the scenes, like making the actual scenery and the props part of the joke and so i think like that's, smoke them if you got them yeah. like that yeah. that whole thing is a sequence it's yeah. a whole thing yeah. um, um my my best line is is um merchandising merchandising where the yeah. real money from the movie yep. was made because a it's accurate and yeah. b and especially for the star, star wars, wars oh, yeah. and then like what we wow, see look at look with the if you can't see, but Devin is wearing a Star Wars t-shirt. Right, exactly. <laughs> um, well, and like, and then like, especially like what we've seen, like everything's a big franchise that you can merchandise now. Yeah. So like yeah. that line, I'm like, and because it pays off so much in the movie, that was like the best line. Um, I have a hard time choosing a worse line. What I do too. Yeah, me too. I, so maybe, I don't know. I don't know if you can explain this. Did the, the plaid joke. I did not understand. I think it's just because the hyper, like in Star Wars, the hyperspace or hyperdrive looks like stripes. Mm -hmm. That's well, all I could come up with. The, it, it was, it was, I, I had to choose it because I just didn't understand. They've gone to plaid when Barf said that. And I, and I, because a lot of the stuff you can understand what it's in referencing to and yeah. going, going to plaid, other than the visual color of the change, I don't like, like the, the we break for nobody, you kind of understand what that's implying. And, you know, there's so many, but the, the, that is the one for me that I think it, because it didn't, it didn't imply anything that I would understand. They didn't reference the stripes. Yeah. It was just like it the color. So like, much. why is, yeah. why is going to plaid fast? Like, why is that, you know, I, I get that they were like, you know, light speed, then ridiculous speed, then ludicrous speed. And Ludicrous Speed has this color scheme, and I and I try to think: is this a reference to two thousand and one? Because there was some psychedelic lights in that, mm. and I just I couldn't come up with anything to make this thing make sense for me. And so the line just it just yeah. dies on the table. Yeah. So that for me that was my worst line. Like other like other than that, I mean, there's not. I, I didn't you know, and I, I just on the watch that I did yesterday, uh, Dark Helmet when he says, "I bet she gives great helmet." I thought, no, nah, I don't know if we needed that line. The one thing uh, I will say for Mel Brooks movies in general, I think there's a lot of topics he tackles very well and like draws attention to the problems of them. I mean, but I think in most of his movies, and this is said as a Mel Brooks fan, um, there are a lot of problematic themes with how he tackles um, or how women are portrayed and um, mm -hmm. how LGBTQ people are portrayed. Like mm -hmm. the, those those two groups of people, like I don't think hold up in the movies, which is like, again, I'm a Mel Brooks fan. I think there's a lot that he does that's very smart with comedy and very like does tackle problematic issues. Um, and that actually goes to, and you know, I as I said, I try to not 
have things that don't age well as my like worst line because it's like that's it's it just feels like I don't know but sometimes it's like that's just what I'm gonna choose and so for this one I'm choosing something that I was like this just wasn't necessary and it's not funny and it doesn't age well it's not even like like it just wasn't funny and that's at the end when they're attempting the marriage for the second time and he says princess valium I'm sorry it's the hair like it's not necessary it's not funny it goes to that issue with Mel Brooks movies of like we are still having like there are still problems with Howard portraying and I mean this is not just Mel Brooks like obviously like until very very recently like gay characters in pop culture are so stereotyped and you know one note um but and killed off you know we don't need to be Yeah, I, and it was that line in particular is sandwiched between re- two really good lines, right. where it's the dearly beloved were gathered here together again, second, yeah, again, and then excuse me, I'm trying to conduct a wedding here that has nothing to do with love, you know, like and he's <laughs> yeah. he's gonna get this wedding done yeah. one way or another, the short, short version, you know. <laughs> so there was so much that he was doing that was really good. Yeah, but yeah the princess value. I'm sorry, it was the hair. Uh, yeah, I. Yeah. I have two. And I really like just sort of <sighs> grasping at straws, honestly. Um, one of them was one that just didn't land again. It was just kind of like, I don't get what they were going for. It didn't, uh-huh. it, it seemed like it was supposed to be a big joke that like I was supposed to understand what the reference was and I didn't. And so it wasn't like, when they make it out like, oh, this is a big like punchline, you know, this is a big joke. And I'm like, no, no. So they all pass out in the desert. And then like the, the, they have uh, people, little the people, the ding. Oh, they have a name. Okay. <laughs> the dinks who are supposed to be like the Jawas <laughs> come and rescue them. And when he kind of comes to Lone Star says, when did we get to Disneyland? Yeah. I don't get it. Because I think it was supposed to be a play on Jawas and uh, dwarfs, the seven dwarfs, and then munchkins from. There's, I mean, there's a whole lot of Wizard of Oz in this film, right? There's a lot of Wizard of Oz. Like, even when they're in the temple and you've got Dorothy, the Tin Man. Yeah. That's the Wizard of Oz Oz staging is genius. I'm so glad they did that. I'm so glad they put that in there. And I just want to say, like, I, that was very refreshing to me because I think we've distanced ourselves from Wizard of Oz. Think about when mm-hmm. we were kids, like how many things um, spoofed or referenced or satirized Wizard of Oz. And like, I don't think we do that anymore. No, I, I and, and I wonder if that was like in the last 10 years or so, I think we've just dropped Wizard of Oz from like the zeitgeist, you know, yeah. mm-hmm. which unfortunately, because... Yeah, because it's universal, yeah. I think. And I and I kind of wondered, I was watching, I was like, I wonder if this was that was an impactful movie for Mel Brooks's youth. You know, yeah, just I think so much for anyone positive. who gets in, for anyone of that era who got into movies, that had to have been. I mean, that was probably the first movie that a lot of kids of, of those generations saw in the theater or saw at home, you know? And, and when, you, when you didn't have... You didn't have home entertainment, honestly, until we were kids. And so those generations older than us, it was very much like, well, what's showing on TV? Well, Wizard of Oz mm-hmm. multiple times a year. And that was a big deal. Mm-hmm. And 
And so now I, you know, it's kind of like, that's such a, a, an entertainment touchstone, I think. And I do wonder how this age of like constant on demand, but not so on demand, uh, viewing habits will change. Like we're not going to have those massive touchstones of every Mm -hmm. single person, you know, alive in this country has seen this movie where where wizard of Oz absolutely was, or at least if they haven't seen it, they're aware of it. Right. Um, so I did love the Wizard of Oz. And and then so like, you know, going into that whole scene where we get Wizard of Oz, we get yogurt, we get the merchandising. I mean, this scene is packed, packed, packed. It's so great. And like that happens right before and it just doesn't work. Like e- either we didn't need a joke, period. Yeah. Or we needed something a little more. St- well, I'm saying this now in 2023 where Disney is Star Wars. But at the time, Disneyland had nothing to do with Star Wars, nothing mm-hmm. to do with Wizard of Oz, nothing to do with really only lightly the the dwarves and, and so yeah. I, I, it's not you know i just didn't think it made sense um but really the, then there's this so that's my worst one just because it's a joke that just doesn't land in a movie where almost <laughs> everything else lands there's this other one that i just want to mention because it it was kind of an inconsistency and it high it was a funny line it's funny to me because it highlights something that's wrong with sci-fi specifically space sci-fi when when they do go plaid and he says they must have overshot us by a week and a half first mm-hmm. of all good Good job, Barf, for pointing out how time works. Because Star Wars does not take time into account at all, especially when we're talking about going warp speed, which is speed of light. We're talking about, you know, faster than light travel or at least light speed travel. Um, And we're not factoring in the the amount of time that this takes, like to travel normally or even at speed of light, like how far you're going is putting you mm-hmm. like eons away from the people you just saw. And <laughs> we're acting like no time is passing whatsoever. We're just going. Ooh. So I loved that they did put a joke to, to the fact that like to the concept of space travel, mm-hmm. but then they get down to the desert and they're like, we got to keep moving because they're going to turn around and be back here any minute. It's like, well, wait, yeah. he just said yeah. they're, they're weeks away yeah. and likely they're like years away. <laughs> likely they're a millennia away. And in real life, you would never see them again. You're good. You're safe. <laughs> if they're not coming back, you know, via ludicrous speed. Right, yeah. Right. They're not getting back there right. anytime soon. So I, I just, yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I liked it for pointing out what is like, never hand it's not handled correctly in in a lot i think there are a few movies that do say like hey this is actually what would happen like the time differential of these types of space travel um and it's but it's very rarely handled well and it's i think it's probably handled the worst in star wars um and i'm okay with that i can suspend all of that for star wars because it's it's star wars but um yeah so there was kind of i I just think what really bothered me is that it's contradicted like Immediately. Like, two minutes later. Yeah. 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 
Yeah, I I was so just like pleasantly surprised at how much I enjoyed watching this because I after watching after watching Men in Tights the other night, I was like, oh god, I have to figure yeah. out when I'm going to watch Spaceballs, and I don't want to. And I was like, oh no, this is delightful. Like I'm yeah. very much enjoying this. It's so fun, and so I'm so glad that we. I mean, I'm glad that I revisited Men in Tights. I'm really glad that we got to do this movie, Devin. Any last Thank thoughts you. on either of these movies? Uh, just how, you know, I just watching it again, just realizing how iconic Rick Moranis and Darth Helmet, like the whole breathing, the initial breathing <laughs> gag joke. And, you know, just so much of his character was just because he's just he's an awful guy, but he's also you know, worries that he's the butt of the joke and, you know, and he is half the time. And so much of it for me growing up was, I mean, we did, you know, shorts is his biggest mind. We did the lightsabers, you know, tying up, we did the assholes, uh, you know, uh, the prison, even I would reenact the, he shot my hair, you know, (laughs) and she just goes full Rambo. I mean, so much of this movie is just iconic to me and my youth. And I mean, I've probably seen it 20, 30, 40 times, uh, and, and then, uh, as we talked about men in tights was one of those things where there were scenes and moments and lines that I think are iconic in that. And that's what you kind of latched onto in your brain and took with you as an adult. But, you know, looking, looking back on it, uh, through this lens of a, you know, a 43 year old man, it, it hits a lot differently. Yeah. Um, but it was a lot of fun. Thank you so much, Jess, for inviting me. Yeah. Melanie, it was a pleasure to meet you. Yeah. Do you have anything you'd like to plug? Uh, well, I've just uh, my own podcast in Devo Veritas. I've got two episodes out now. I'm I made the commitment to try and have different art commissioned for each episode, wow. which has been interesting. So it's it's slower. I have I think seven or eight recorded, so it's taking me longer to get them out. But we do. I do um, the. I start with some westerns next with another friend. So I do Clint Eastwood, the Nameless trilogy, uh, Fistful of Dollars for a few dollars more, and the Good, the Bad, and the Ugly, which. I had never seen, and it is a masterpiece in filmmaking. Even if you don't like Westerns, I would highly recommend, because I'm not a Western guy, but The Good, The Bad, The Ugly is a brilliant film. I always think I'm not a Western person, and then I watch one, and I'm like, yes. Yeah, and that's kind of where I was, (laughs) and I loved it. And then uh, I I did The Goonies with... Basically, yes. Basically, yeah. And then I did uh, sort of Goonies with my friend that I did Failure to Launch with, so that'll be coming out later. And we do talk about sort of the fat phobia problems with that movie, but otherwise... It's very interesting. If you watch The Goonies now and then compare it to something like Stranger Things, you just see how children... The Goonies is a realistic portrayal of how you put five young kids together. That's how they act, as opposed to Stranger Things, where they they don't really act like kids their age because they all give each other time to say the things they have to say. <laughs> it's just that. It's just wild. But anyway, thank you. Yeah, that's so that's what I'm doing. Awesome. Jess, do you have anything to plug? No, but I I thought my notes were done, you guys, and I scrolled down, and on the very last page of my my Google Doc here, the alien gag. So oh, John Hurt, yes, I that he was on one of my best lines. His delivery, oh no, not again, you know, just yeah, and that he comes out and does the the uh, hello my baby, hello my honey, hello my ragtime gal. Classic genius. genius. Oh, we didn't talk about the uh, the night is young and you're so beautiful oh, song. From that is, and and talk about the reacting. Amy Yasbeck and that whole yes. thing where she's oh. just like. And he's like singing and he's saying that. 
Did he really? Because it sounds like it's I told somebody Truman, else. my son, the first time, or I think I told him the first time he watched it, and then he watched it again with me for this for this show. And he's like, is that really him? And I go, no. And then I looked it up, and I was wrong. It really? is really him wow. singing that. Amazing. I wouldn't have. Yeah. And yes, I, I do, like, it's so inappropriate. It's so, like, little little kid you know, or not little kid, but like, you know, teen boy dick jokes, obviously. Yes. But the yeah, whole concept the, of yeah. like, they're all watching this like uh, shadow theater and the, the guys, they're all the merry men are like swaying in their seats, doing the background oohs and ahs. And yeah. her face, especially when he puts her in the dip and hits the high note and she's yeah. ah, like yeah. getting hit by wind is amazing. But still trying to like smile and be pretty but also like <laughs> yes it's so scary. good so good um, um but the uh, yeah i that alien gag when he check, when he does yeah. the the what is the name of that song it's like the wb frog does it oh, yeah. Yeah. it's so very melbourne like that nod to old hollywood old movies all that old musicals so very melbrooks but what did he get he got the special and she's like so not phased. She's like yeah. dancing around and chewing gum. She's like, he got the special. I got the special. Change mine to the soup. Yes. <laughs> the Lone Star's like, good choice. <laughs> oh, okay. uh, go, definitely go vote. We'll have. Um, oh, yeah. Vote for your best line in your worst line. Yeah. We'll have all these lines available for line? voting. Uh, yes. And. And we'll narrow it down by the end of this summer. We will narrow it down to the best Mel Brooks, Mel Brooks line and the worst the Mel Brooks, Mel Brooks okay. line. So stay tuned for that. Devin, thank you again for joining us. And uh, thank, you, thank you. We'll see you all next time. It's me. I'm here to save my girlfriend. Hi, honey. Now you are going to die. Psst. Oh! 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 Hey, what'd you do to my friend? The same thing I'm going to do to you, big boy. Oh! Oh! And you too. Oh! Oh! Now, Princess Vespa, at last we are alone.